What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of It All Happened. We are on Vanderpump Rules Season 11, Episode 2. That is just such like a clusterfuck in my mouth. And I told you on Instagram that I have a very special guest with me tonight. Everybody knows Up and Adam Live. What's up, Adam? Hi, I miss you. I miss you. I feel like people, I don't know if people really know. I know you talk about it on your podcast and YouTube and everything that you worked at Sir, but like that's how long I've known you. I got fired from Sir in 2013. My gosh, I have photos <laughs> in my phone from me, you, Rachel Walters, a few <sighs> other people at the Abbey. My heart. Also, out with like Jax and a few other people. Yeah. I met you right before you started filming season two. That's when I started working at Sir. Okay. I was thinking it was season one, but okay. Yeah. I feel like I've known you since way before Vanderpump was even a thing. It's wild. A lot of the guys, I'm gay now. So things have changed. <laughs> Wait, were you not then? <laughs> no, I was, Rachel was sleeping at my house. Oh, that's true. That is true. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. I just thought you guys were like besties, even though we knew things were happening. I don't know. Also, you guys, for the sound effects, German Shepherd Jill is drinking her water because my dogs love fucking around to find out when I'm recording a podcast. They don't do anything when I'm not. Thanks, Jill. Anyway, Adam, I'm freaking out over having you, even though I feel like we're just homies forever. But your podcast, your YouTube has blown up so much. I was just telling you this, that I have friends... LA friends, Michigan friends, friends from all over the country constantly send me things. Whether or not Vanderpump's on, the Valley was announced. I'm talking like even before that. Every time they have some sort of gossip or just like tea, like before they've heard it on like Us Weekly, they're like sending me links to your shit. And I'm so proud of you. You put in the fucking work. Like you do God's work. I think I'm just a prettier Perez. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that's true. I that's can shave obviously him. Listen, true. I can throw that shade because I had him on my, uh, I, I had him on for an interview and literally he's like, oh, you just asked me a question, but let me tell you about my new CBD gummies. I was like, God damn it. I'm done. I'm done. Jason, cut the yeah. feed. Fuck that. <laughs> so No, but you really are doing God's work. I constantly talk about you on Sex, Love, and What Else Matters, as well as our Vanderpump stuff, because I just hear all the tea from you, and I don't listen to Rachel Goes Rogue. I don't listen to whatever Tom Sandoval's podcast is. I just have to go to you, and I'd rather hear your voice. I so thank that. you. Thank you. And I miss you, oh and I appreciate you, I and you I love too. seeing you win, and I love the fact that we are about to get you back on our TV screens and see your oh, new relationship and just see... Yeah. I mean, it's been a minute, so I can't wait to see yeah. how much you've evolved. I'm so invested, especially because I feel like, you know, you're just one of those moments in my 20s that one of my favorite moments, like you and yeah. Sir and all of that. So this you, is a, Sheena, and I were a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my we God. Had, I still talk to time. Sheena all the time. I just hosted her show with her in yes. August. Yes. I met some of the people from the Valley. It was a lot of fun. It's going to be a good time. All right. Well, let's get to it because you are a busy ass man, especially on a Vanderpump below deck type of a night. So let's get into VPR real quick. So I missed the first nine minutes and someone sent me a TikTok and it, clearly I didn't miss very much. So where I jumped in was Jason, the drummer, Jason, like the manager of the band being at Sandoval's house. You know, 
it was so awkward. I felt so bad for Anne. And as we know, Anne just <sighs> launched her own podcast. We signed an NDA or whatever with her co-host, Amanda. And she got a voice in that podcast because on the show, she seemed so meek. And when she had to bring the awkward conversation to Ariana about Tom having a party, which is what we saw, and then Ariana was like, fuck no. I'll call right. the cops. Of course, of course, Ariana said that. If I were Ariana, I'd be like, absolutely not. And yes, bless Anne. I met Anne for the first time at uh, Dancing with the Stars, and it was on Taylor Swift night. And she gave me a bracelet, a friendship bracelet. And I was like, I just love you. How did you work for that monster? And as we all know, per your podcast, Anne has resigned. <laughs> That's how Anne I found out. Has resigned. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny too. I'm watching this, and I see where Ariana is living in her own quarters. And obviously, you were very much so a part of this at the time, but you know, for us to get to see it as viewers who were not in the house and seeing his stupid white noise machine. I told Jason, I said, if you pulled that shit that Tom pulled on me, we had to live in the same house and you put a white noise machine in the house, I would shove that. So like, there is no way. Absolutely not. I think that, you know, especially as we all get a little bit older and, you know, like aging, like fine wine, I feel like, fuck no, there's certain things that we're not going to deal with. And a white noise machine is one of them. Yeah, a white noise machine. Yeah, I will shove it up his ass as well. And then I will find every terrible, like, no offense to these bands, I hate heavy metal, but like Slipknot Pantera that will never stop playing at like, you know, 12, at a 12 out of a 10 in his bedroom 24-7. Fuck yeah. off, Sandoval. Just wait for him to leave. When when he left for the survivor show or whatever it was, the whatever it was. Let's not give him that much credit. Special forces. <laughs> Special forces. Right. When he left for that, she should have had like the house, like a sound system put in maybe from one of the endorsements that she got or whatever the case was, had a sound system put in where she could just turn it on and blast him out of the room anytime mm -hmm. she wanted to. And then just been like, Oops, I don't know how that got there. You know, here's the thing is that Ariana doesn't really think about Tom when he's not around. Otherwise, I think she would have just called me and that would have been enough to get him away. <sighs> she should have hired both of us. Like, I am I know, I'm pretty chill when it comes to him because I just don't care. But if I were around and he was messing with her, it would be a different story, you know? And what blew my mind in the first 15 minutes of this episode is... Him just being like, oh, you know, I haven't seen Rachel. Like, I miss her. I'm very much in love with her. Ugh. What are you in love? You're not in love with anyone but yourself. I'm sorry. I don't want to keep beating this dead horse that is Tom Sandoval. But when I hear shit like that and then I see he's has this girl over, this Victoria chick who, you know, the internet's raving like, oh, she dated Leo and now she's at Tom's house. Like, let's Well, not everyone even... dated Leo. That's also true. Not me. Or you, but other people. <laughs> you don't know. Oh, did you? Well, no. You'll, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe. Maybe, you guys. You'll never know. But, you know, with that, I honestly was hoping if you were willing to blow up your entire life and her entire life, which you didn't because obviously she is winning mm -hmm. at this point in her life, like, and who knows what the residual feelings are, but I'm saying from the outside looking in, like, she is doing so incredibly well. Yes, if you're willing to blow all of that up and everything that you had, I would hope that you were somewhat in love and that Agreed. you were trying to take this the long mile. And instead of, you know, instead of it being just like a fling or something that you just like totally. really got caught up in trying to hide and it was like sort of a high off of it. 
No, I totally agree. I remember going, being there while Ariana was going through it and thinking this is a joke. It's never going to last. But then months later, just thinking, you know what, if they last and they just go away and go on living their lives off of Vanderpump rules and like do their thing, fine. Then it was what it was. No, that's not what's happening now. No, especially, and I know that you don't listen to her podcast, but it's so funny because she originally said that she spoke to her therapist. She wasn't going to be watching the show, recapping the show, all of the things. And now she understands that that is where the money is because after the first two episodes of launching a podcast, nobody cares anymore because this story is stale. So she is now recapping. She's doing what I'm doing. Oh my God. She should have just filmed. (laughs) She really should have. If I were her, I would have. It it would suck. I had to do it before. I was caught up in a major horrible thing that I did and I still filmed and begged for forgiveness, waited around till I proved myself, hence why I'm friends with Ariana now and everybody else. So what drove me also crazy in the very beginning of this episode, though, was Jason. I don't have a problem with Jason. I liked him when I met him before. But the first thing he says is like, well, Ariana's been having people here all the time. Fuck off. Ariana is rarely there, as you see later in the episode, where she's talking about she and Dan, her boyfriend, and Dan's you know, comments about them spending so much money on Airbnbs. Ariana literally has had Airbnbs for months and months and months. She doesn't throw parties at the house. Suck my dick. Well, you know, and not to bounce around, but one of the things that I, you know, I feel like when I have somebody lie to me, I have a really hard time trusting them or believing anything that comes out of their mouth. Like I, it's just like a radar that I have. And it's like, if you lie to me once, I'm not putting my hand on the stove twice. Mm -hmm. So when we have her talking about this bullshit offer that he gave, to her to buy the house out later, he said for $3.1 million. But then you're sitting down with Tom Schwartz and you are saying that you are completely broke. You have a negative bank account. Your account was overdrawn. How the fuck do you buy a $3.1 million house with an overdrawn account? That shit makes no sense. No, I can't. I have that. Literally, I wrote that down. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Mm -mm. Exactly. You just said it. Boom. Done. It's sort of deflection at its finest because what he's trying to accomplish right now is he's sort of trying to humanize himself in a sense to the viewers while taking little to no accountability with not only Tom Schwartz, but also James Kennedy at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure also with Ariana at points that we just don't get to see, or maybe we'll see later on, but his comments and his points seem to contradict themselves constantly. And it, it, comes from the point of what I would call somebody actually labeling a person in the correct way as a narcissist. Oh, a hundred percent. He's a narcissist. I dated him for six years. Like I, I mean, well, yeah, you call a spade a spade. Yeah. And he hasn't changed whatsoever. Everything I'm seeing in Vanderpump Rules, just like season 10, I feel like I'm rewatching Vanderpump Rules from season one. And, and here we go again, but he's older and it's with a different girl. I mean, meaning they were together. I mean, I'm not downplaying he and Ariana's relationship by any means. They were together for close to a decade. But I'm just saying his behavior is very much mirrored from the way that he acted back then. So, like, is he going to grow up? Is he going to change? Let's be real. No, it's it's Peter Pan syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's Peter Pan syndrome. But I also wanted to add on to this that I think it's so interesting. It has to be fun or wild for you to watch as someone who has been in this and been behind the scenes of production. Because there was a moment that I watched in the episode where I see 
James and Allie walking down the street and they're talking about wanting a dog and then pan over to either two days or two weeks before with Lisa asking randomly about Graham, knowing that Lisa, knowing that Graham was offered up to Vanderpump Dogs. And I'm like, this is so pre-produced, but I know people watching who are all over America who haven't been around those cameras. They're like, oh my God. I can't believe yeah. how this happened. It was so organic. And I'm like, oh, God. this is such bullshit, but okay, we're doing it. No, they're like, it's Vanderpump Rules. We have to have Lisa on. How can we make this work? Yeah. That's what they've been well, doing for years. I mean, I love Lisa and Lisa. I, and, and I love that you love her. So I'm, long, not, so, you know. I'm not hating on her. It is her show. She literally created this show. I wouldn't yeah. have had a job without her creating the show. But I'm just saying, you're. I'm not blaming her for that. But yes, the pre-production, like the pre-produced BS of it is like, come on, guys, you're better than this. You were nominated for an Emmy. Let's get it together. Um, And the last thing I want to say really fast about that beginning scene, though, was about Ariana saying, like, you know, this was in the last episode as well, like, our neighbor. I don't know if everyone knows who their neighbor is. It's been pretty public. Breckenmeyer is their neighbor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know firsthand from Friends of Friends that everything Ariana is saying is true. He is so done with Sandoval. He has children, specifically a younger one that lives with him that still goes to school. And Tom is having parties until like four o'clock in the morning, like every single night on like school nights. So I know this all to be true. So when Tom was like, oh, the, you know, the neighbor and I are cool. Like, or Anne's like, I, I don't know. He says they're fine. Uh, poor Anne, anywho. It's just poor a poor Anne, Anne thing. Um, so I'm next week, on a shirt. I, poor Anne, hashtag poor Anne. Let's get her a GoFundMe. <laughs> Just kidding. And I'll hire you as my assistant. I'm really nice. But okay, so next we have Lala and Ariana at What a Peach Smoothies discussing how Tom is wanting this party and reiterating once again that, our, you know, Lala's sort of, I guess, I first wrote down that Lala's playing devil's advocate and how Ariana's like, the devil doesn't need any more advocates. But at the same time, Lala has a job to do and Lala's just challenging Ariana to explore these thoughts. Right. And and she has to. You know what I mean? And Ariana's not offended by it. So I don't want anyone to get, this is Lala and I aren't friends, as everyone knows. But like Lala, I, people can't get mad at Lala for just challenging and asking Ariana about this. And it was smart. You know what I mean? And what are your thoughts? Because I get Ariana. I feel for her. I feel like she has very valid points. You know what's so funny is you can tell that she is so busy in her mind that she knows what's happening and she's not really playing into it. She's just understanding that everybody is doing a job. And now at this point, the two who have, or the one person who's really challenging her the most before we see Sheena start sort of, you know, later on in the season, feeling a little bit more empathy towards Sandoval. Mm -hmm. We see that it's Lala twice now. Once I reached out to Raquel and two, well, you know, like, don't you think that you should think about this from a more logical standpoint? And I just picture on the other side of that table, you, Stassi and Katie, and somebody (laughs) saying that and you guys just being like, are you kidding me? Are you joking right now? Yeah. Oh, I would lose my shit. They, in the last episode they showed, I saw it on like a meme and a gif of like Katie's face. Like I think eating like a single French fry or something and Katie's eyes just like bug out. Like, you know, Katie just wanted to go, are you kidding me? So production probably was like, Katie, would you want to have this conversation? Katie's like, fuck no. (laughs) I'm not going to tell her like, I mean, what do you think about the house? Like, do you guys think you should figure it out? So Lala probably raised her hand and said, I volunteer as tribute. I will be the one to go to What a Peach and have fucking smoothie and have this conversation. 
Well, you know, and I honestly feel like Lala probably had this conversation. I feel like they're, you know, like you guys used to do the old school sir meetings where it would be like, okay, everybody has to show up. And then you guys have like the extras, like the people who were at sir, but really like we had such a bigger staff than who was actually there. But Mm -hmm. those were the people that were invited by production and whatever the case was. I feel like in this moment, Lala was definitely told that she had a job to do going into this season because she made the most sense to be the person to challenge the situation, but also to reach out to Raquel. I think it would have, you know, made it a little bit more surprising for viewers. Mm -hmm. And I also think, again, Sheena couldn't do it. Katie's not going to do it because she is business partners with Ariana. Who is left to do it? Yeah. I I said that in my last episode. I was like, I... I hope I said it on on the air, but if I didn't, I could not agree with you more. I guarantee if I were sitting in that, you know, in that scene and, and the producer, whoever the field producer was, was like, guys, we got to, we got to talk about this. Let's be honest. It's, it's happening in real life. We got to talk about it. I would have been like, fuck that. I'm not, I will, I will not challenge this. I will not be the 50, 50 person, the devil's advocate and Lala would. So hats off. But it is good, though, because every season you do have to change it up. If you stay the same person, you know, Mm -hmm. like, unless you can really commit. Like, you committed to, I'm going to bring down the house. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let anybody get away with shit. And nobody let me get away with shit. So you really just committed to a role. And it it was like either zero or a hundred. And you gave it a hundred. So at that point, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass here. I think that (laughs) that's why it worked for you. But I think as the show evolves, you do have to have moments of growth or pivoting. And you have to change and change the dynamics up a little bit to shock the fans. And sometimes, you know contrary to what the fans might believe, there is a truce going on behind the scenes, understanding that we are trying yes. to perform to get another season. Yeah. I, boom. You said it. Like, I couldn't agree more. And in this scene, I, I did like, I, I stand by Ariana and I don't care if the fans say, I can, I can feel people being like, well, that's petty. She's being honest. She's like, yeah, he, I don't want him to insert his dominance. Like, that's that. And I love when she talked about Dan and that Dan's been the first person to really open her eyes because I do know about Ariana's past relationships. She's been, if everyone could remember years and years past, she's been very honest about having uh, an abusive boyfriend pre-Tom. And that this guy, like, I don't want to say this guy, I love Dan, but Dan, this new boyfriend for the fans and for the viewers that don't know him yet, that she said, like, he gives me 50-50, and if I only have 10% to give, I almost teared up. I can see your face right now. And it's like, she goes, if I only have 10% to give, he gives, he gives 90. Was just made my heart, like, burst. No, it is, it, it is sweet. And I think that it's so great that she found such an anchor right out of the gate of something like this. Because it is so hard. And I would imagine that you would feel so isolated because not a lot of people would understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I, you know, like call her stubborn for it, say that she's being petty, whatever. I even, you know, said to Jason, I said, that's why like, you know, as a second business, we're investing in rental properties. And I make sure that every single home is a stick home, not a concrete home. Because if mm-hmm. you pulled this shit on me, you're not getting any one of those homes. I'm going to burn every motherfucker <laughs> to the ground. Like none of them. So I just want to make that pretty clear. And I told him that it's the same thing. I would be just as petty. You would not walk away with it. Neither one of us would. It wouldn't exist. I love it. It's fucking amazing. So team Ariana. And then we get to Ken and Lisa at pump. This is supposedly, I guess what they're airing, I'm assuming is like the last day pump is open. I remember hearing pump 
was closing. What are your thoughts? <laughs> hey, Sex Love What Else Matters listeners. This episode is proudly brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. You know, hair so iconic it needs no introduction. Now imagine this. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer, coloring, heat styling, stress, aging, the list goes on. Over time, it takes a toll. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the cult classic Glossing Detangler and Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. These aren't just styling products. These are your hair's new best friends. And here's a treat for you, our awesome listeners. For a limited time, you get an exclusive 15% off your entire order at lolav.com. Just use code Doty at checkout. I mean, if you're taking hair care advice, why not listen to the woman who introduced us to the Rachel Cut and then just recently reintroduced us? Hello, full circle moment. My Lola V products are amazing. I am currently obsessed with my Restore and Protect Travel Kit. It's every product I need in the perfect travel size bottle. Shampoo, conditioner, leave-in, and detangled. Now let's talk ingredients. Lola V is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness. No silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, cruelty-free and vegan. Unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. As our loyal listeners, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your entire order when you use code DOTY at checkout. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code DOTY. Please note, you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. But after you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them, please support our show and tell them we sent you. Valentine's Day is right around the corner and it's no secret that consuming a little THC can help set the mood in the bedroom. However, getting that right strain and dosage can be difficult. That's why we're thankful for today's sponsor, Via. Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. We're talking about pairing aphrodisiac herbs with a mild amount of THC. Their best-selling High Love gummy will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. And the best part, Via legally ships to all 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. No medical card required. So if you're 21 and over, you can get 15% off and a free pack of the award-winning Dreams THC and CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DOTY at viahemp.com. It's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Their products have great flavor and are made with vegan and organic ingredients. So whether you want to get better sleep, ease anxiety, enhance your mood, or just get high, they have something for you. They also have zero THC products. So if the THC isn't for you, you can take advantage of their CBD line with products designed for sleep, focus, and energy. And I got to tell you, these gummies are number one, delicious. Number two, work really well. They have flavors from pineapple berry, passion fruit, blueberry, lemon. Can't choose my favorite. Their products range from two milligrams to 50 milligrams of THC. So these guys have you covered, whether you're looking to microdose or enjoy more potent effects. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use code DOTY to receive 15% off plus one free sample of their Sleepy Dreams gummies, 21 and over. That's V-I-I-A hemp.com and use code DOTY at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. The funny thing is, is again, back to the conflicting stories. And I love Lisa, love Ken. The conflicting stories with the owner of Pump versus what Lisa has to say. But if we set that aside, because right. obviously they do not agree on what happened with this. And I don't know the truth either, you guys. I'm not saying like Lisa's full of shit and this random owner of a building is honest. Because I do remember when this happened with Sir a billion years ago. And the I'll just say 
Lisa and Guillermo and Ken and them, they were not wrong in what I knew at that time. So I, it's like, you never know. Oh, like you history know. repeats itself. Mm-hmm. No, you know, it, I was supposed to actually go to Pump for the closing. A lot of my friends did a funeral for Pump where they showed up in all black. A funeral. Um, I met Jason at Pump. That's I met him. I was 20 years old. Tom Schwartz got me drunk at my first gay pride, and I introduced oh. myself eight times, and he stopped me from getting hit by a car. I woke up on his couch. Stop. Amazing love story. And here we are 10 years later. So Was it at 551, like the shitty apartment we all shared that you woke up on that couch? Was, or was it, was it a different apartment, place? Yes. I oh. woke up on a leather couch with like a patch missing and I was like yeah no that's the one oh, where God. am I, I but scrubbed your and body. it was in Sheena's um it was in Park La Brea oh wow yeah that's yeah that's ancient yeah, history right. no so you know pump we I think we can all agree that we've all had some really fun times probably some really shitty times and a lot of times that we probably all do not remember so it is sad it's like a moment it's like a moment in time but like all great things they come to an end kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean like shit had to come to an end while it was doing so well Right? Peter Peter will never let that come to an end, just so you know. Oh God. <laughs> Peter. Um, and I love when they show Chad, they're like, Chad, bar manager. I don't I've said this on past um episodes of my podcast, but Chad, you guys, if you go back to like season one Vanderpump Rules, when Jax did the chunky knit sweater, Chad was a PA on at Evolution Media, which was the production company, is the production company for Vanderpump Rules. And he's the one who stopped shirtless Jax from punching Frank. So shout out to and Chad. He's a bartender at Sir. Yeah. So fucking wild. Um, and then we have, you know, well, let's just talk about like, there's a black and white montage of all the memories. And then all the girls walking in looking fire as hell. I mean, Katie, ugh. I mean, Ariana, we all know is glowed up. Katie is so nineties fucking chic, the haircut, the outfits. I just am obsessed and then we have the Tom Schwartz, you know, throwback to trying to bartend. They're just really putting it all in there for us. And then the Miller Lite plastic cups. I don't know if you noticed that, but it's all I could feast my eyes on. I'm like, I don't even think they serve Miller Lite. Did they get these from like Sandoval's house, Schwartz's apartment? Like, I where did these come that, from? They probably started selling <laughs> all of the glassware before because they're getting rid of everything. They should so have. They should have put cups. it on eBay. Like people would have gone crazy for that. I mean, then, I wouldn't be surprised if things weren't on eBay. Have we checked? No, we haven't. Oh, okay. We sh- you guys, you guys check and let Adam and I I still know. have, I have Tom Tom blue button ups. I have pump shirts and pump candles from J- when Jason worked there. Like, should I just start selling them on eBay? Yes, you should. Oh, okay. For like a lot of money. And you I'm can say, you could say like James Kennedy spit on one of them. Like Tom Short's sweat in one of them, like when he hugged you, like is there that the opportunities are endless. So God. then we have like Lisa and Tom Schwartz, you know, breaking it all down. And Schwartz, I really appreciated in this episode, and I wish he would just continue this in real life. <laughs> because Schwartz just saying, like, they all had to clean up the mess of Tom. Partners asked Sandoval to walk away, is what Schwartz said. Um, they essentially quote unquote like closed the doors on him. And all Schwartz wanted was Sandoval to like just offer something to fix it instead of just kind of listening, like be a little more proactive. Yeah, no shit, dude. I totally agree with Schwartz. Um, And at the same time, like I felt for Schwartz, but I really heard Lisa in that moment too of being like, but you're the owner too, Tom Schwartz. Like she was kind of like, I just, I heard her and I felt for her. I felt not for her, but like I agree with her. 
Right. You felt her words. Like they made an impact. Totally. So, no, I I totally agree with you. I I think that everybody needs to carry their weight when being a part of a business, especially Mm -hmm. if you're equal parts, you know. But I think that Tom and Tom have both in – I was not in a relationship with either one of them, but I think that if I asked Katie or maybe somebody who has been in a relationship (laughs) with Sandoval – Uh I think that we have issues with accepting responsibility and we like to place blame in moments where it looks like maybe we are not fully delivering. And I think that is what we're seeing again here. And Lisa sometimes can be that great voice of reason. Yeah. But even for Tom Sandoval to be like, dude, what were you supposed, what was I supposed to do? They kicked me out. At the Belmont. Yeah. I just checked out like my bank account's gone and then immediately deflects and makes it about Ariana. Mm -hmm. I know we didn't get there yet, but. No, it's okay. We can even just jump to that because it's all in the same episode, but I totally agree. It was like, you have Schwartz at the Belmont with like the nervous ticks and Sandoval's like, I'm not drinking. And we're just going to skip to that real quick because it all ties in, but he's like, I'm not drinking. But he also says he's not drinking for Raquel, essentially, like we'll, we'll drink together when she's out. It wasn't for him. It wasn't because he knew he was a mess. And then he started that conversation with Tom Schwartz of like, I know you're angry at me. I know, but it always comes with a, but not, I know you're angry at me. If you don't mind, can I also tell you how I feel? It's an, I know you're angry at me, but da, 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 da. So you don't get it, Sandoval. You're never going to get it because you only think about yourself. I tallied that twice in this episode, by the way. Mm. Twice. But also for, but, see? Oh. Oh, oh my gosh. we have balloons. Oh, balloons. I didn't know a peace <laughs> sign equal balloons. Wow. Um, you know, also though, when he's talking to Tom Schwartz and he said, and I have a hard time believing it, but then again, maybe it was authentic. But mm-hmm. when Tom Sandoval asked him, you know, are you with me after telling him, like, I was hurt by you going on jacks? It's like, again, you're making it about yourself. And I love that Tom Short said, at this point, all you can do is say, I am sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. And that's it. Like, cut it. We're done. I'm sorry. Accept responsibility because you've left me with a lot of shit while you went and filmed not Survivor, Special Forces. And that is the problem. And go and going on the band tour and just basically doing anything he can to get attention, but not focus on a business that is very important that he should be focusing on. You spent so much money in. Yeah. And he never, he kept saying, I understand what I did. You don't understand what you did. Tom, if anyone, Nick Vile just had him on and was like, he just kept going, I understand. I understand. I understand. Like that podcast spoke to me more than anything other than my own relationship with him. Between that podcast and the Howie Mandel podcast, I think that it's a lot better for Tom Sandoval to do podcast. No offense, Tom Sandoval. Um, I just saw him at the premiere and it was so weird because like, back to it. I feel like he should just only do his podcast. And when I saw him at the premiere, I talked about it on my channel and people asked me, did you go up and say hi? And I said, no. And they're like, well, Adam, People cheat, you know, like people deserve forgiveness. And I'm like, that's not why I didn't go up and say hi. I didn't go up and say hi because I'm on here saying you're a narcissistic asshole. Mm -hmm. And it looks very fake of me to walk up to you and be like, oh my God, man, how are you doing? Doing real good. You look great. Like that's not me. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I could not agree with you more. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's back up a tiny bit to just talk about Sheena's good as gold emo stuff because Sheena to me, I'm so happy she was on Watch What Happens Live tonight because she was the hero 
of this episode for me. I cried. I laughed. I cried. I laughed some more. I love that Brock came. <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite things was Brock being like something along the lines of like being American and being in a studio for the first time, which has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> but I love when he said like little quips from Brock tonight that made me really, really happy. When he was like, get in there, my little birdie, my heart bursted. I love Sheena so much for just always putting herself out there. She does anything to bring herself joy. And that is just so commendable because mm -hmm. it, my therapist and I talk about joy versus happiness all the time. And Sheena's just out there for joy. She's trying to be joyful. And that's why she does what she does. And I think everyone should fucking bow down for all of the things that Sheena does. And when Brock said like she was made for the spotlight and she was so honest about her postpartum OCD on the episode tonight, which she has been on her own podcast. And I honestly didn't know a lot about it until I, I read something in the media weeks ago and I text Sheena immediately and I'm like, how did I not realize how hard that was for you? I hate reading things, but I text her. I said, I hate reading things in the media about my friends. I didn't know this was that difficult for you. And she was like, oh yeah. And then she opened up to me and I just think it's such a difficult thing. And I think what Sheena's so great at is opening up because she knows that other people will heal from having gone through what Sheena's going through. So I just want to give major hats off to Sheena tonight. And it's not only that, but I think that she understands like on this platform that there are people that this can touch and potentially help and that will relate to this, which is a great thing for any of you guys who do reality TV, because even like housewives, whether somebody is battling with postpartum OCD or sobriety or whatever the case is, there is somebody who can relate to it. And that at the end of the day, you have a platform where you are touching people and it's important to remember that. And you don't always have to be like an asshole villain. And one thing that I've always loved about Sheena still to this day is I have never seen her be unkind in public with, I haven't seen her, seen her be unkind period, but in public with people who are constantly like coming up to you guys all the time, you get it. Yeah. But she's just never, I mean, I've seen it with Tom. I've seen it Sorry, Jax. I've seen it with Jax. I've oh, seen it yeah. with a few people where they just get really annoyed and it's like, back off of me. I've seen it with, and I love Stassi. I've seen it with Stassi. Oh, of I've course. seen it. For sure. I've just never done not. it. Sheena's never done it. And I will say, as Sheena's friend who has been in fights with Sheena, she has not been unkind. She's been a bitch before. Like, she's been bitchy. But she's never been like, go for the jugular. I'm going to hurt your feelings. Unkind. To, a, no. to someone that's even mean to her and to a perfect stranger, a fan that's asking for a photo, she would never be rude. So this is a Sheena fan account right now. <laughs> She's given that up though. She's not even at that point anymore. We talked about this, but you know what? Also, I have to like add into this is I love seeing the organic um, conversation between her and her mom, Erica and yes. Brock and seeing yes. that dynamic. And I think that's so important for people to see because life isn't always perfect. Yes, I agree. And perfect is not relatable. But when you have moments like this, like if Jason's here, my mom and I will gang up on him all day. Shut so, up. I love that. I mean, I don't love it, but, but I love it. But then it. also if Jason's <laughs> honest. here, it's vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. I, I do. I loved that they were having that organic conversation. Tori was there. And even though Tori's like aware, like obviously Tori's very close with the family. I fucking love Tori. Everyone knows more to come with Tori on this season. Yes. But Tori's just like blankly looking the other way while Erica's like chiming in. But I, I agree with you. I loved that moment because it was very fucking real and authentic. 
And I did like that Brock to me explained it really well in his interview bite where he said, like, I miss my wife, like, and like that right now the day-to-day tasks seem monumental and overwhelming. And Sheena would explain it the same way, you know, the what ifs. And that's exactly how Sheena probably would explain it. You know what I mean? But I do like that Erica was saying about like validating Sheena's feelings, like just validate her feelings. It's, it's just Erica sticking up for her daughter while Brock's sticking up for his wife. And it was just an authentic moment. It was real as fuck and it was what it was. And there's nothing but love there, but it's just honest truth. And I don't think anyone's wrong in that situation. Poor Tori was like Anne 2.0 <laughs> of the same episode. <laughs> she was just in the most awkward situation. She's like looking and she's like, okay. I hope someone, make, you guys, someone make that a meme. Tori, you can, there's like a, a wide and then they're all talking and Tori's literally just like looking out yeah. into space with like wide bug eyes. Oh, like, God, I, I love on, Tori okay. to death. Okay. So the next scene is Allie's house. Schwartz comes over. Allie is going to read his birth chart and I'm going to let you take this one away because I typically skip over these scenes. No, I liked James and Allie's house. And, you know, I thought Allie's confessional, she looked absolutely beautiful. I agree. And you know what's so funny is all over the internet, whether it's on Instagram, X, uh, YouTube, my podcast, I get comments all the time. And people ask me if Allie and I, they're like, is that your sister? Is that your cousin? I'm like, you look a lot alike. I don't see the resemblance, but no, it's not. But she's beautiful. So thank you. You're both like hot, light eyed. Tan, yeah, yeah. Kristen, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Of course you're hot, duh. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> and no, Allie, thank and you. Allie's um, super hot too. Like I'll never understand why she's with him until uh, she leaves him but, because she listen, got on a TV from, show. Like, I love that she's launching her astrology business. <laughs> me and too. I think that's great. But, I'd love for her to read my chart. <laughs> but you know, when he got the the text from Tom Sandoval to go to his party and he's like actually thinking about it and he looks at Tom Schwartz and he's like are you going and after Tom was like I have to I have to you know do what's best for me and then he's like yeah I'm going for a minute it's like okay Tom Schwartz but (laughs) then uh, James showing up I just died yeah that was that was pretty wild I did not expect Allie to wait in the car I mean, I wasn't, I was, that caught me by surprise and good for her. It was actually a really smart move and probably something I would have done. Um, awkward, awkward, awkward. So awkward. But when he walked in, I have to give it to, listen, and I understand, but mm-hmm. in this moment, watching when he walks in and he says, this is like the who's who party, like who is who. And I'm looking around and I'm like, well, I recognize a few people. I think that was a producer line, but I did write down, um, other than my friend, Melissa, Missy, who's Mindy, you know, Mindy and Missy, twins, some of my besties. Mindy works at Tom Tom. Missy was there and I took a photo of her being at that party. But otherwise I went, oh, so it's all of Tom's paid friends. It's like his tech crew, his band. Everyone knows he pays his band to like go to practice. Like it's his paid friends other than Kyle Chan. And people who want to be on the show. Mm-hmm. And you can see that. And one of my friends, um, Brett Kenyon, who I had on. Yes. And I'm sure that you know Brett. Yeah, I didn't right? like that shade toward Brett. I didn't like that. Well, I didn't necessarily understand the shade towards Katie. I didn't but like I don't sh- know the yeah. context. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. I didn't like... I, I don't know if that was... 
meant to happen per production or if J DJ JK meant the shade toward Brett Kenyon or what, but that didn't rub me the right way, but it felt like more of an, an accidental, like Brett got fucked in that scene kind of a thing. Yeah. Because Brett started Tom, Tom, me and him started at the same time. I think we both worked the daily mail party before it even opened. Yes. And so he has been around for, we all, it, it was like a family. We all yes. knew each other. James used to DJ there. So yes, obviously James knows exactly who Brett is. And, you know, I, I did see though in that moment because Brett used to cat sit for Sheena a lot mm-hmm. and he was around a lot of the people. And when I spoke with him, he was really disappointed in both Tom and Raquel. He was friends with both of them. And then to see him at that party, you know, I, I'm sure he has his reasons and he probably missed that friendship. And I, it's not a bashing thing towards Brett. I love Brett, Confusing. but I was just a little confused. And then Confusing. when James was about to walk out and Brett said, I will get Tom, I was sort of wondering kind of because I used to see my friends at Tom Tom who would really look for a moment where potentially they could have an eye on them and make them a prominent figure that might be of interest to producers. I, it, I'm i going to agree with you. I can't give a lot away, but I will say there's someone on the Valley that's a friend who's not on the cast, quote unquote, but it's like a friend of a friend, you know, and it's t- to me, it f- I, I saw that moment with this mm-hmm. person who you guys will see on the Valley show. Um, I felt that way about Brett. It was almost like producers used him because people know him and they were like, will, will you go do that? Will it's you Brittany's go be there to do it? For the pussycat doll, for sure. <laughs> I'm calling no. it a mile away. It's I not know Zach. this for I've, I've no, seen this Zach's, for Zach's what, a cast member. Five years. No, Zach's a cast member. It's not Zach. Uh, Oh, I'm so I'm just kidding, Zach. Oh, okay. It's it's someone else. And I feel like production did <laughs> oh my god, did use Brett in that moment to be like, will you go handle it? Cuz they're not going to ask Kyle Chan and no one in the audience knows who the fuck anyone else is, right? Right. That's that. So it was it was a weird. It was a the whole thing was fucking weird to me. It felt like paid friends. Also, Luke, my boyfriend was invited by Kyle Chan to go to that party and I'm like, I'll be damned. Can you I go if you really want quick, to, but I'll be damned. Yes, I got please. called out by Kyle Chan at BravoCon 2022 because he said to me, I walked up and I was like, hi, I went to give him a hug at Tom's booth. This was when we didn't know that the affair was happening. And he was like, I have a problem with you. And I said, oh my God, what did I do? He said, on your YouTube channel, you said, I only give away products because you said you like one of my necklaces but I couldn't afford it at the time. I was broke in LA, like had nothing. And he said, you said I only give away product to celebrities like Taylor Swift and stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay. That's, I didn't know that that was an insult. And now when I see him, we just look through each other and it's fine. I'm like, that's where we stand and I'm good with that. No, I'm going to fucking call Kyle right after this. I'm going to be like, no bro, Adam's the tits. I mean, be Kyle. I have nothing wrong with you. But that's not a wrong thing to say that he gives his stuff away to celebrities. Like, that's not wrong. It's not a diss. It's actually great. It just, it's a testament to where you are today. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have a combo about that. Okay. (laughs) So we talked about the Belmont, but let's go emo night. I was also at emo night, even though we're going to get to emo night clearly on the next episode. So we didn't get a lot from Emo Night, but I do like where it was like the playlist, like you guys crushed it last time. So I was at the Emo Night that they're going to air. And I just want to throw out Katie Maloney and I, when we first became friends in 2009, 
we literally fell in love over emo music. So this just whole, this whole thing happening of like Sheena getting this emo song and the girls doing emo night and screamo emo. it's just so fucking cool. Like, why not? Why not? And it, it was such a moment too, to see the crowd. You were like, shit, like you guys we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. It was for just, sure. I don't know. I'm excited for the next episode. I don't know what the hell is going to happen this season. I really don't. And I was like hanging out with them, but not when they were filming. So I don't totally know what to expect. Um, I did watch a little bit of Watch What Happens Live and my Sheena looked so fucking hot. And I love how she said like Tom just opening the history books because there was, so I don't, you guys, I'm just going to be real. I don't pay attention when James Kennedy's on the TV. I kind of just don't listen. I listen to Allie, my ears shut down, my soul shuts down. Everyone knows I can't stand him. But there was something along the lines of, Sandoval, I actually didn't see this part in the show, but I saw it on Watch What Happens Live where Sandoval, I guess, tried to use my thing with DJ JK, like in comparison of some sort. Oh yeah, at the end. And he said, don't, he said, don't do that shit. Like that was 10 years ago. Sandoval, like yeah, he said, that's it wasn't so weird. 10 years ago. No, it was and literally 10 years ago. Actually more than that at this point, like 11 years ago. James was very offended. And then I think Tom said <laughs> that that's very narcissistic of you. And I was like, oh my God, well, no. Pot calling the kettle black over here. They're both total narcissists in my opinion. But I do like Sheena just went, God, Tom loves opening up the history books, which is exactly what I feel like this entire season 11 of Vanderpump Rules is going to be is Tom Sandoval trying to deflect and go, what about what that person, this person, et cetera, and never really accept what he's said or done. I think it's going to be an incredible season. I think watching it, it's going to be a very nostalgic season of seeing how the friendships move on after Scandaval. And I think that there's a lot of surprises in store based off of conversations that I've had. But, Ooh. my God, this is going to be... Things I don't even know. You're going to have to tell me offline. Okay, you guys. Well, Adam, thank you so much for squeezing this in. I love you. You guys, Luke is flying home from Spain and I'm like, fuck, I have to do this on time. Oh my God, Adam, will you please squeeze me in tonight? I will love you forever because the fans are going to fucking freak. And thank you for doing that. Thank you. I mean, anytime, seriously, I would do this with you every week. I love you and I would, I would make time for you any day. And no offense to my boyfriend, but you'd be way better at it. <laughs> I mean, it's totally I'll true. I'll you around. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you. And uh, you guys already know, like, Adam has the most successful... It's just up in Adam Live. It's the most successful thing ever. Just catch me on YouTube I, or the I, podcast, anywhere you get a podcast. Up in Adam. Up in Adam. It's the best name ever. You're so <laughs> I smart. You. I love you. Congratulations on everything. And I can't wait to have you on again. And thank you so much. I'll see you next time, Kristen. Hell yeah. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.